Welcome, everybody. This is episode 104 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm here with Carlos. What is up? And Logan. Yo. And I'm here with all my various Mikus. <laughs> I don't think they could say hi. Damn it. I'm in my office today for a change. I'm not in a hotel room, which is kind of nice. But uh, I've <laughs> opened my new Miku that um, I, I received from Eric, thanks to his generosity. And it is truly the most beautiful figure I've ever owned um, <laughs> or s- held and touched and unboxed. I, I do wish now I did record an unboxing for her because it really did. I had a really strong reaction to how well made she is. This is the 10th anniversary Miku um, with a big ribbon in her back. But anyway, uh, today, <laughs> just like my little tangent there about Miku, um, we, we go off on a lot of tangents. We talk about some news, talk about some... Uh, games we talk about some certainly not love live and never <laughs> when when do we ever talk about love live <laughs> never why we would, never why talk would about you love even bring that up i had to because we didn't talk about it the whole episode i had to bring it up in the intro <laughs> uh we're all going to hell for being liars <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i had fun fun getting back with you guys just kind of shooting the shit so to speak today so um Hopefully you guys kind of enjoy listening to that, but anything you guys want to add before we jump in? No. You, no, you guys, you guys. Let's uh, say you guys again. Let's, people. Let's, let's, just, uh, let's just jump right in. Yeah, Sounds enjoy. a record store is that what you were talking about hmm? what were you re- what was the thing on Nakano Broadway that you were uh, talking no, about no it like the, the the most dangerous stores for me on Nakano Broadway are are the the area is the one like one of them it's like uh they have copies of um god what is it called uh like storyboarding type like stuff like material so it's like okay uh which you know they'll, they'll like have animations from from the director and stuff like that but the most dangerous store is like literally right next to it or kind of across the way from it that sells uh, original um, animation cells. Oh, wow. I will be there. And, and they are <laughs> expensive. But like I saw a couple where I'm like, there were a couple high school DXD ones where I was like, I want this so, so badly. Mm. But my wallet. I don't would hate me <laughs> see i don't know if there's cells i don't know that there's too many shows there, there are some but there's not too many shows i really love that have original cells you know most of the stuff that i really fell in love with was kind of post that type of animation um but i really would like to get a hand on some kind of like original drawings or you know actual hand-drawn stuff because you know i just love that it's a unique piece of art right yeah, no, uh, <coughs> excuse me, but it's, it's crazy how many of them they have. I mean, even outside of the store, like they'll have, like they have this, this display outside of the store where they have a whole bunch of them just hanging up before you even <laughs> get into the store because there's so many, I guess it couldn't fit in the store. That's um, wild. Yeah. Knocking on Broadway is crazy. It's where a lot of, uh, Montadake shops are and like they have, I remember walking in, there's like 
one huge store full of just uh, music. And uh, <laughs> that's one thing I'm going to have to figure out, too, because I've never quite gotten it down. Um, how they organize their CDs and other things, um, because the way they do it alphabetically feels like very different from the way we do it alphabetically. Um, something to do with hiragana or something. Uh, I, I, I've been have to figure it out when I get over there. If you guys know out there, please let me know. Um, and then of course they have, uh, you know, uh, much like in Akihabara, they have, uh, uh, huge like manga store, um, huge doujinshi store, uh, like a, a store just for like photo books and stuff like that um or art books it's it's crazy how much there is there and it's a few stories high of just a bunch of otaku stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy uh we're gonna have to check it out when we get over there yeah i can't wait uh, only i think logan said before we started recording only four months four months to go yep god it's crazy to think like, because, you know, being a student that and being an, an old man student, four months really isn't that long. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it isn't. It goes by quick. And it's a lot of work in between here and there, but it'll be worth it to go to to Japan again. And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, get to see Muse in concert. Yeah. And we uh, find out in like another week, I think, if we if our Nijigasaki codes came in, came through for us. Um, by the time this comes out, we might already know. Yeah, we'll probably already know. Yeah. For those of you in the Discord, look forward to those uh, screams of excitement because I'm confident on this one, guys. One of us is going to get it. If we didn't get it on the last one, we're <laughs> getting it on this one. Screams of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say I don't think a single one of us screams. Squeals of joy. Squeals of joy. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Uh, can't say the last time I've squealed with joy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not living then. Oh, apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> no. You don't uh, squeal with joy when you get like, you know, a good gotcha pull or something. Dude, I I cry. I I kind of like fist pump the air and go, yeah, I'm, I'm a man, man. Come on. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on what you consider a squeal of joy, <laughs> right? <laughs> that is like, I... I, I I can't, I can't really do high pitch. So, <laughs> like my nose, my my voice is a little nasally, but uh, I can't really do high pitched very well. So yeah, I just kind of grunt, I guess. I get I get the highest of the high pitch when I pull my favorite girls. Blame that on uh, on uh, being raised by mostly men by my uncle <laughs> and my dad. <laughs> cool. So. so good to be back with you guys. It's been it's been a while since we've had just kind of a down discussion. I feel like today we get to we get to kind of discuss just a random collection of things that have been on our minds, things we've been following, things we've been interested in. And uh, I think with AX and the reviews and drafts and everything else that's been going on, this it's kind of overdue that we have a have a cast that's just kind of random. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 definitely nice. Like I, I really like the um the way we do most of our casts uh because you know it's very structured but it is nice to kind of let our hair down so to speak even though all three of us have short hair uh, <laughs> and uh and uh just kind of uh, talk about what's going on in the world uh of, take off the suits and put on our like you know 
shorts and t-shirts. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. Every, whenever we're casting, I'm almost always in my pajamas. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm buck naked, I, so. <laughs> we, oh. have, we have we have established that you do cast buck naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100 percent not true, but I'm going to keep that narrative going. Yeah, for the for the for the viewers. Yes, uh, for the viewers. viewers. Oh, if you uh, if if we have viewers, there's a problem. <laughs> I'm looking at my window oh, right now. I'm scared. <laughs> Maybe Cube Cube could be a viewer. No, nah, he's a work right now. <laughs> Is he really? He better not be viewing. Yeah, yeah, he is. Wait, home. you guys have work on Saturdays? No, no, it's optional. He had stuff he wanted to catch up on, so. Oh, uh, right on. Yeah. That's kind of a cool company where you can kind of do that. Yeah. Um, Just wait until we start doing some more video content, and then you'll get to potentially see Logan in his, his birthday suit. No, <laughs> birthday one, suit. no one ever wants to see his that. His streaming attire. I don't want his, to see his that. His screaming attire. My screaming attire, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting bad. Yeah. Let's move on to our first story. Okay. So uh the first thing we got in uh kind of the news recently is uh the shutting down of Manga Rock as an app. Um a lot of us are familiar with Manga Rock. As a matter of fact, when I came out of the service uh looking for um, a way to watch anime or you know read manga uh that didn't you know, forced me to, I, I lived in a place called Patterson, California. There's not a whole lot around it. Getting manga would have meant having to go to Modesto, which is like 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes out of the way. Uh, so I kind of wanted to be able to stream this kind of stuff. And manga rock was a, uh, uh, you know, well, let's not beat around the bush. It was a scanlation site and still is, uh, until next week, I think. Well, by the time this goes out, it'll be gone. Um, so, I mean, it actually, you know, despite their practices, they have a, you know, a special place in my heart cause they brought me to a lot of manga. I never would have otherwise read stuff that, you know, especially the stuff that never got published. Um, but in a recent, uh, post, uh, they have, uh, expressed, uh, how should I say this? Remorse. Yeah, there you go. Remorse. That's a good word. Remorse for, you know. Having been around for so long, essentially they said that they they kind of made an app uh, that their first and foremost most software developers they made an app they didn't expect it to blow up it freaking blew up and a bunch of translators came and uh, started translating for them um, and so they're essentially going the Crunchyroll Faku route kind of in that they're switching their model to now they're going to start you know pursuing. Um, legitimate uh business partnerships with uh, manga publishers and artists uh which is awesome uh but what struck me about this move and, and you guys I, i'm interested on your guys take on this mm -hmm. is that unlike crunchyroll and unlike faku uh rather than keeping their old because like manga rock has been around for so long at this point it has i don't want to say like kind of like brand uh recognition like sure. people know the name manga rock um but in rather than keeping their old site and just like so what Faku and Crunchyroll did was they wiped the slate clean. They got rid of all their right. their old pirated stuff and then they started only hosting stuff that's uh legitimate. Uh they are getting rid of Manga Rock entirely. Like deleting the app. They're they're first deleting it from the Play Store and then they're getting rid of like any support for it. Like 
as a whole, just completely getting rid of it. And then I think they're rebranding to MR Comics. So the only reason it's interesting that so many big name streaming sites or big name sites, I mean, it seems to be a trend that they start illegal and then they're able to just kind of very gracefully transition into the legal realm, like Crunchyroll and Faku, like you said. And um, I think that brand recognition though is really important. So I feel like this is a huge mistake. The only reason I could think that they would want to do that maybe is because there is some bad blood between them and some actual industry. Well, I, and I'm not sure. I, I I'm pretty sure Faku didn't do this. I'm not sure what Crunchyroll's model was like because I didn't get into Crunchyroll until after they were already a legitimate streaming site. Um, the only thing I can think of is uh, Manga Rock actually did have a subscription service. Like uh, I don't I don't know what it was for. Uh, I never subscribed to Manga Rock uh, when I first started using it. They didn't, and rec- this is a, a really recent development. But they had a subscription service. I can't for the life of me understand what for. Uh, like, it didn't really have no ads. ads. Okay. I, I I mean, if there were ads, I didn't see them. But then I uh, I have the attention span of a gnat, so it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if I just missed them because I was really eager to get to the next chapter or hmm. whatever. Um, maybe it's like yeah, they features like reading list and you know maybe. favorites and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, see, I I had a favorites, so, you know, and I I won't. I won't lie, you know, uh, now that it's I, I wouldn't have recommended it while they were still going. But sure, until very recently, like until they shut down, I will still be using it because I feel like um, there are some manga that are still just never going to get published in the West. Hmm. Um, a lot of my favorite, like they're not hentai, but they're very adult situational themed uh, comics. There's a name for it. It's like uh-huh. Senin or. Yeah. Something like that. I think that sounds right. Yeah. But like one of my favorite, like for example, one of my favorite, one of my favorite manga uh, is one called Nana Tokaru, which is a manga about a young man who is very interested in SNM and his childhood friend also happens to be interested in SNM. It's, it's kind of like a romance comedy kind of thing, but I would have never discovered that had it not been for manga rock. And I still, I feel like I'm still like, I'm still going to be able to see say that even after they go legit. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping that they don't just bring over. Uh, I was going to say your Naruto's, but honestly, Viz has that. So I don't know what what could they get that other people don't get. Like you know your big names. Um, yeah. Got Yen Press. Yeah, does Yen Press and um, and like Dark Horse do they have streaming or or like? Streaming read online? Um, I don't think so. Dark Horse hmm. maybe. I don't think Yen Press has that. Yeah, because I was I was sitting around. I was thinking. Mm. I know they do digital copies, but I don't think it's the same hmm. thing. There's no like subscription based service, as far as yeah, I'm cause, aware. Because that's what it feels like. Um, I'm I, I'm not sure if they're going for Mister Comics because M and R yeah. are capitalized. I think it's just MR Comics. Uh, so MR Comics is, is going to be like a streaming site, kind of like Manga Rock was, just, you know, legit. But I was racking my brain thinking, like, what the hell could they get? Like, all the big stuff is 100% going to be owned by 
Dark Horse, Yen Press, Viz. Um, oh, M- MR, M- Manga Rock Comics. So Kodansha. it's possible that they're still going with the Manga Rock. It, it, they're probably going to be still branded as Manga Rock, but they're just changing their well, legal they're, they're name also, to MR Comics. Maybe. They're also getting rid of like the app entire. And rather than just rather than just you know getting rid of everything off the app, they're they're completely deleting their app, yeah. their original app. Um, Almost which, makes me wonder if they're they've been building this in the background for a while uh you know buying licenses up and everything kind of for this reveal because you'd think that it probably takes time to buy up the licenses and become legit right you can't just all of a sudden one day decide i'm going to be legit and buy yeah. all the licenses yeah that well not that would also be kind of suicide on their point part if they hadn't been building it up for it because uh you do this big announcement and then you don't really have anything to show for it although to be fair i'm you know i'm looking at their announcement again um it says that they have some signed contract deals. Um, some of it is from like uh, Chinese and Korean stuff. So if you're into, you know, uh, manhwa or uh, I think in Chinese it's just manhwa again. Um, yeah. uh, then like this will probably be a really good place to to kind of find that kind of stuff. I'm just hoping that they also strike up some kind of deal with you know the big names like kadansha and yen press um to be able to stream their stuff maybe like with the delay like uh, i don't know uh, like a new volume of a yen press manga comes out and you can't read it on mr comics for like a month but eventually you'll be able to read that comic um rather than having to buy uh new volumes because uh, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm running out of space. <laughs> like in manga, I can't. I like my space is not infinite. Mm-hmm. I live in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> so, um, and yes, that's my fault. I understand that, listener. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do this to me. Well, you uh, need to buy a house in Tennessee and then have a library. God, I don't, I don't want. And then live you in need Tennessee. to. No offense to anyone who lives in Tennessee. I don't want to live there. You need to, you know, rent your library to, you know, a magical lolly who can sit in there and read books all day. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I've read this before. I've well, seen and read this before. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, interesting thing. I'm curious uh, what you guys in the community uh, think about Mangarok kind of closing their doors and opening up a new chapter. Really, really hoping that they don't drop like the stuff that just would never get published in the west um because if that's the case not gonna lie i'm gonna have to find another place because like i understand that like uh publishing companies are squeamish about anything to that has to do with with sex but not all stuff that has to do with sex is anti like you could just have a mature themed comic (laughs) without without it being anti it also it it makes me think about the dark horse panel at anime expo Mm. uh and how that um guy who runs the the manga part of dark horse was talking about how for the most part like manga is a loss for them unless they can release it in certain ways and i bet that just makes companies who that isn't their entire business model. Maybe a little hesitant to, you know, pursue a bunch of stuff if they don't know that's going to sell. Yeah, but um, I mean, like uh, publishing is one thing. I feel sure. like, 
like with streaming, like Mongarok has the ability or MR, whatever, has the ability to, uh, you know, do, do this for much cheaper. Like sure. their, their cost. Yeah. The uh, printing costs and everything. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It, it just, there, it comes so. down to, you know, how much are the licenses going to cost for, you know, bring that stuff over here? What's the, the cost of the labor for the, the translating and how much does that, you know, do they get back from a subscription service True. based on all of that? It'll mm. be interesting to see because I, I do think there is a benefit to, you know, fan translated stuff, especially for the smaller stuff that would get passed over by a big publisher um, that we would never see a lot of one shots, um, a lot of like spinoffs and stuff. Mm-hmm. That yeah, we we would just never see over here that you know are a lot of fun to read. But oh, and the you know the comics that like like we don't get it like even the comics uh, that we don't get over here um, that are big names over here. But like for whatever reason, the comics never came out. Like have I have either of you guys ever seen a legitimate copy of a Love Live manga? No, like yeah. I didn't even know it had a manga. <laughs> There's so many Love Live mangas, dude. Huh. So so many. And like manga rock could, I mean, even if they moved it to maybe not a subscription model, like maybe they have a, maybe they could do what, what Faku does. Faku has a subscription model where they, they publish chapters out of hentai manga or out of, sorry, out of hentai uh, magazines Yeah, because those exist. Like they're like Shonen Jump, but for hentai. Um, and then whenever Dojinshi comes out uh, or books come out, that the artists want to sell, they'll sell them at a separate price. Sure. So like, like you can have subscriptions, but then you can have stuff that you pay for. So I think that could be a decent model for stuff like that. Like, oh, look, we just translated all of the Love Live manga. And then the mangaka and the, the publishing company in Japan gets a cut of whatever you're selling each Love Live manga at. I think that could be a decent sure. business model for them as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So... So yeah, um, final thoughts. Any any final thoughts on Manga Rock MR Comics? I think there is a void in, in the kind of legitimate legal comic streaming realm, maybe. So they could potentially fill that. Uh, hopefully, they manage to get the licenses and they have a decent enough catalog that people can get interested. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it hurts anyone for them to go legit. I just yeah, hope for they sure. can. Uh, be successful in their endeavor. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, I, I agree. Uh, I am, I'm optimistic. I mean, cautiously optimistic, but optimistic nonetheless. And I, I'm happy for the, uh, uh, published, well, mostly for the mangaka. Well, let's, let's be real. I'm <laughs> like companies are one thing. I'm more happy for like that, that hopefully, uh, mangaka will find new fans, uh, and definitely be able to line their pockets a little bit better. Hopefully. Uh, depending on how the revenue split goes. Um, so cautiously optimistic. Sure. Kind of happy to hear this. So, No doubt. Absolutely. So going from a startup, I guess you could say, to an, a, you know a giant, we've got some news on the Funimation side. <laughs> of, of a variety. Uh, of a it's variety. more Aniplex. Funimation is just handling the release. Um, but the movie that we got to see at Anime Expo, um, Rascal does not dream of a dreaming girl, 
the Bunny Girl Senpai sequel movie, is getting a um, a release in the United States and Canada, from what I can tell. Um, October 3rd, 2nd and 3rd, what was it? 2nd and 3rd in the US, 3rd and 4th in Canada, something like that. Um, yeah, it's exciting to uh, finally have people be able to see that movie because it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, a fantastic follow-up to the series. Do you think that the movie stands alone well enough uh, for people who have not seen the series to be... No. no. <laughs> not at all. This is not Watch. one of those. Yeah, if... Oh, God, will this be... Will this Will this episode be out? It will come out before. Okay, good. So this will come out before. Okay. You have time. Binge the show. If you're planning to watch the movie, it does not hold up as a standalone. You Agreed. absolutely have to watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. There's so I, much I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough in the five minutes prior to the movie screening that I got a nice little uh, well, <laughs> synopsis you saw, you saw a couple of what episodes, I said. So. I did. I, I got a general idea of what the show is about, but I 100% agree. Binge the show before this movie and binge the show just in general. It's a great show. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's disappointing, I guess, that they couldn't come up with a movie that would work as a standalone. But like you said, Logan, it's a really good follow up to the series. Yeah, I, I feel like it's hard for a movie from you know an established series to work as a standalone i'm trying to think if there are any i guess liz and the uh, bluebird but that's like it's not based on the main character so that kind of works i would say hmm, i could probably watch saga of tanya the evil's movie without having seen the show because mm. just because I like war movies. Sure, sure. However, <laughs> having watched the series, it's a lot better knowing the characters because they don't really go in depth. With it. Oh, and so. no doubt. Yeah, but I think there are certain ones that there are certain shows that are literally just a continuation of their movies that are just a continuation of the show. Sure. Mm. And that you are going to be yeah. lost yeah. if you haven't watched the show. Where there are other ones that are going to be you know, the movie will be enhanced if you've watched the show, but you can enjoy it without. But yeah, yeah I agree with you, Logan, on that. That it's, uh, it's absolutely necessary. You know what's going on in the show before you watch <laughs> that movie. Yeah, especially with the kind of show that it is. Um, but how do you feel about their um, kind of the way they've released this this movie in comparison to you know the Love Life Sunshine movie, which we all thought was kind of an absolute disaster? Have they done a better job on this end? Um. I mean, I think it's a little too early to tell. Uh, the release seems definitely wider than okay. uh, the Love Life Sunshine one, um, though it's impossible to see a full list of theaters for whatever reason they don't show I it mean, on their website. So just looking, I'm, I'm looking at, at my area right now, the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh-huh. Uh, there were zero showings in my area. All the showings in California were in Southern California. Um, and... I'm literally seeing seeing a ring around the bay from San Francisco going like, okay, kind of not around the whole bay. Obviously, they don't go up uh, to Marin County because fuck Marin County. But it it literally goes so from the top San Francisco to Oakland and then all around the bay all the way down to San Jose. There are little dots of, uh, of, you know, uh, theater showing this movie. And I'm like, why couldn't you have done this for Love Live Sunshine? Because I'm they kidding. just don't care. Because you had you had six months. Actually, more. I think it was like eight months. It's because they own the license to Sunshine, 
whereas Aniplex owns the license to Bunny Girl and is just letting Funimation handle the theatrical release. Oh, Aniplex, if you could somehow make it work that you get the license for uh, the Nijikasaki anime that I'm expecting to eventually come out, uh, <laughs> I would appreciate it quite a bit. Yeah, anyone but Funimation. Yeah, anyone but Funimation, please. Yeah. Yeah. Funimation almost treated that movie as if there was some type of, a, you know, that they actually despised the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like, all right, we have to do this. We're, we're contractually obligated. Yeah. It's that when you wish the NIS still owned the license to. Yeah. The, the, a, a company <laughs> that no longer does anime. Yeah. That's just strictly like, God, those, I, I, every time I think about it, I look down over at my little display with, um, the, um, the original, you know, Love Live Blu-rays in English. Uh-huh. Uh, and NIS America did such a good job with those. I think they did the um they did the Hanesake Uroha uh Blu-rays yeah. in the same style. Uh-huh. Mm. And they they're so gorgeous. It's such a great set. And I'm like, NIS, come back. <laughs> Please come back. Right. So no episode would be complete without our love live tangent. So yes. uh, there's there's probably going to be more. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, uh, I guess in this is news to me, but Violet Evergarden got a delay. Yeah, in further yeah. in further movie news, it's going to so, be delayed. Yeah, it's not surprising. Um, yeah, considering like the tragedy that took place what a month mm-hmm. ago at this point, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit more than that um the apparently there's two violet evergarden movies that i didn't uh realize uh there was a spin-off movie that they completed just before the um tragedy took place that they released mm. in japan i think yesterday um and then there was a kind of like full sequel movie planned for january 2020 uh, they announced that that one will be delayed until further notice. Um, not surprising. Uh, wow, I'd be interested to hear kind of the the turnout for that movie because I guess this would be the first opportunity for people to support an actual KOANI product since the disaster. Um, that's not entirely true. I know a no? large number of theaters in Japan were playing uh, KOANI movies Oh, okay, so uh, it's purely for the first official release, though. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's the first new okay. release, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd be curious to know what the turnout was like. I'm sure it was fantastic. Um, Good. I would love to see the film myself because I love Violet Evergarden. Uh, yeah. But who knows when, if ever, we'll get that over here. <laughs> it's probably that, a Netflix that, thing. Netflix will probably get it, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. They'll, they'll release it like a year later. Yeah. Um, but... As for the the new project, the or the you know new movie that they're doing, you know, I'm completely fine with them taking their time and recovering from what took place, and you know, getting back to uh, whatever they want to do, whatever that is. If it's the movie, fantastic. If not, more power to them. Right. Yeah, it's it's going to be a bit. So definitely have to, as fans, have to give them their time. But I mean, absolutely. Uh. Hopefully, um, they can recover and uh, get back to producing the anime we all love and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. if not, you know, yeah. got to give them their space. Absolutely. In uh, in lighter news, um, we 
we recently had a Nintendo Direct. Not recently for you, listener, uh, but <laughs> uh, we're living in the past. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, so yeah, so we we had a, a kind of a surprise Nintendo Direct. Um, uh, where, like, because I think they were expecting it in la- like later this month, uh, later in September, but uh, it came super early for us. Um. Do we want to just kind of go over some highlights of this one? Sure. Um, okay. Um, maybe we can just talk about like the the big announcements from it. Uh, well, like they didn't really like so they did have some announcements, but yeah, like that the the some of the bigger highlights were like the stuff you can do in Pokemon. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you can eat curry with Pokemon. Everyone's Yay. happy. And put a little <laughs> heart in it. Hey. <laughs> um. <laughs> But no, they did. They did go over some of uh, uh, Animal Crossing's uh, features, which you know looks interesting. I'm going to yeah. enjoy that game. It's a fun little game. Um, <laughs> Overwatch coming to the Switch. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I haven't, I haven't played in a long time. I'm curious how that's going to run. Yeah, not curious enough to get it. No, but probably curious enough to watch. Uh, curious enough to watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is probably not great. Uh, yeah. Well, it might run fine, but it may not look as well, also, crisp. Switch's online functionality has been notoriously bad. Um, yeah. In in many cases. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, let's see. I'm trying to just go over because like they announced some new floors for Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, Apparently, there's going to be a new Kirby game. Uh, Trials of Mana is getting a remake uh, for all of you old school Nintendo fan, or Super uh, Nintendo fans. I never played Trials of Mana, and apparently the other two Trials of Mana games we never got in the States. So it looks like an action RPG, like which is kind of odd for the Super Nintendo era since, you know, uh, in that era of RPGs, it was almost all turn-based. Um. The, I played uh, the ROMs big time back in the, the SNES emulator that I had for those games. And I, man, those games were good. So that's really exciting. It, this is stuff, I mean, listening to you guys talk, I, I don't have a Switch and I've been strongly considering it. So this podcast is probably not good for my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely get one, dude, especially with as much as you travel. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, Return of the Oberdin is coming to Switch. That is, This is an, uh, an indie game by the creator of... Papers, please. Ooh, and if you've never okay. played that game, it's fantastic. Um, it's it's the simplest thing. It's it's uh, um, that game, not this game. It's it's just a paperwork thing. Like you're just looking at people's paperwork, but they make it very very compelling. I don't want to mm-hmm. go into too much. But sure, sure, sure. Return of the Oberdin is is uh, much more visually appealing. It's it's less like eight bitty, um, and it's another mystery puzzle type game. I, uh, one of the reviewers that I enjoy watching quite a bit, uh, like praised this game to the moon uh, when it came out on Steam. So uh, maybe give that a check, uh, a look. I think I've seen that streamed on Twitch before. That's the one where you're like a border crossing person, and you're like that one is not... pa- that one's Papers Please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're a border crossing of- official in like a, a totalitarian country, and uh, it it's it's a paperwork simulator. That's like that sounds super boring, but. Good lord, did they make it interesting? 
Um, Is there, and you like aren't supposed to, you can't let certain people in because the their history or their, the well, papers that they send like, you or something? Like that one, not, uh, that one is like, uh, like, uh, your, your country was like, think like communist Russia uh-huh. and like they've just opened their borders. So every day you get new guidelines of who you can and can't let in. And <laughs> then people will come to you like refugees from other countries and stuff like that. And they'll give you a sob story. So you have to decide what like, and they'll try and bribe you and stuff like that. And at the end of each day, you have a set amount of money that you can spend on uh, heating your house. Cause you know, this is a communist block heating your house, buying food or buying medicine, depending on, you know, whether, and your family, you don't even see their faces. You just see wife, like son and like your I don't know, one of your in-laws is living with you or something like that. Oh, my God. But you just see, like, they're cold or they're sick. And so you have to, like, on your communist salary, you have to decide what's more important, food or heat or whatever. Um, But if someone's willing to give you a kickback, like, some of the soldiers are like, hey, we get paid for every person we bring in for interrogation. So why don't you start, you know, sending more people our way? (laughs) So... Yeah, it, it is very, very compelling. And and then it, it, it becomes this thing where like um, a resistance movement starts trying to, to bring you on board and you have to decide whether you want to keep your head down and be part of the system and, you know, to keep your family alive or to say, fuck this country. And, you know, it's it's way uh-huh. more compelling than a game like that should be. It really is. No, that's interesting. But, yeah. Uh, it, Return it, of the Oberdin is, is, is different in that it's um, you're a kind of like an insurance person like in the in like the 19th century so like the 1800s and uh-huh. like a ship kind of washes ashore with nobody on it and it was thought lost and you have to use this like this like uh almost like a time machine thing but it's you don't actually go back in time your character can see what happens back in time and you huh. have to piece together what happened to the ship and how everyone died interesting yeah it's so this guy makes some fantastically compelling games and i i might get return of the oberdin just for how much i loved papers please so cool and now that i've gone into a really deep dive of an indie game (laughs) (laughs) no i mean that i that sounds fascinating actually um what else was announced um uh banjo is in smash at Yay. this point, he's been in Smash for weeks. So, uh, but uh, they also announced uh, Terry Bogard. Uh, yeah, Terry Bogard <laughs> yeah. from SNK. Um, I was sad that like the response that I saw from that was like who, and I'm like fuck you guys. Uh, I grew up with the. Yeah. I grew up with yeah, but like I mean, like I understand you didn't know, but you, you yeah. weren't one of the people who are just like like giving it like Nintendo shit for this. I was like, what? Like yeah. Why are people mad about Terry being like he's an actual fighting game character? Everyone lost their minds over Banjo, and I I was one of the people who was like who, because yeah. I didn't have an N sixty <laughs> I didn't have an N sixty four, and even if I had an N sixty four, I'm sorry there was a better platforming game on there called Mario sixty four. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Banjo no, was just it's like called Glover. <laughs> it's called Bubsy 3D on the PlayStation. Oh no, please. <laughs> said uh, but uh but yeah like i didn't i didn't immediately take to twitter and be like oh this is so stupid banjo such a stupid character like terry is an actual fighting game character from an amazing fighting game franchise i i was i was hoping for my shit on yui but she has probably 
too much assets uh, for, for the Nintendo <laughs> for, for Nintendo to handle. Although sure. they did put Bayonetta in, so I mean, come yeah. on. I saw a pretty funny tweet where uh, the person said that Japanese people were confused by Terry Bogard, thinking that he was just a ripped Pokemon trainer. <laughs> I I saw I saw a funny one that was like, uh, oh, what was it? It was it was Kazooie looking at Terry saying, "Why does Ken get a different hat? I want a hat." <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the people who are legit angry at it, I'm like, why? Especially yeah. since apparently I didn't know this, but apparently like uh, Latin America and and like South America um, are huge KOF fans, like King of Fighters. So they like that whole region kind of like it, it's the same thing with um with when they added hero from uh, Dragon Quest like mm. Japan lost their minds over that because they love the Dragon Quest games like um there's actually it many companies will give you a day off when a new Dragon Quest game goes on sale. What the hell? <laughs> that, that actually stems from like one of the I think it was Dragon Quest 2 II or 3 when it came out so many people uh took the day off work that <laughs> Yeah, so it's just kind of like some companies will just give you the day off work because it's so huge over there. But like American fans were like, oh, why the hero? Like, this is so stupid. And I'm like, well, not everything is for you. Yeah. Mm, yeah, they, they didn't release Dragon Quest over here for a long time. So I don't think people over here were allowed to become, well, I shouldn't say allowed, but it was difficult to become a fan well, of that it, series. It was like the, the one that was bigger here was Final Fantasy for us. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Don't be an asshole just because the character that came out wasn't your favorite. That's, that's right. And end rant. Um, let's yeah, people see. will get crazy about most anything. Uh, Tokyo Mirage <laughs> Session is uh, coming to the Switch. I've never played it. It looks interesting. Yeah. I would love to play it and I might buy it, but I don't know. I don't know if I can handle another long RPG style game after playing Fire Emblem. Yeah, so I might need a break through that. And now I have a new game, and then actually two new games. Yeah, I've I've really kind of overdone it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's just kind of going over some highlights. Divinity, uh, Divinity Two, um, kind of one of those classic uh, PC games uh, coming to the Switch. Uh, Doom sixty four, it's coming to the Switch, which is really odd. But I mean, sure. I mean, they they brought the uh, the 2016 version of Doom to the Switch, so I mean, cool. Bethesda, Bethesda is investing more in Doom, I guess, because uh, Young Blood didn't do so well. Um, <laughs> at least I don't think it did. Um, one of the big ones that I was excited for um, the Nintendo Online system or the Nintendo Online thing. Uh-huh. Uh, they now have a Super Nintendo emulator, cool. um, which is awesome. Um, Hopefully they get more games, but as of right now, oh god, I can't even remember what all the games were. Uh, because honestly, the only one I was um, really interested in was A Link to the Past. But they also have like, if I remember correctly, they have like F Zero. I'm not sure, but I think they brought Super Mario World. Uh, hopefully they get Chrono Trigger. I would love for more more people who didn't really grow up with the Super Nintendo to play Chrono Trigger because it's a fantastic RPG. Um. Did you uh, did you see this at all, uh, Jeff? I haven't. No. Uh, you, you should definitely check it out, man. Because I know I know you grew up with a Switch. 
Yeah. Logan, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to get you into Super Nintendo, or with a Super Nintendo other way around. I I mean, I am very interested after this conversation, so you can, I'm, I'm going to be going shopping later. I hope I don't end up with Switch. <laughs> I should say, I shouldn't say I hope I don't, but, you know, my my, my bank account hopes I don't. Uh, what else did, I, I kind of want to see uh, before I move on from this. Uh, let's see, highlights from the 20 that they've added. Uh, the original Star Fox, uh, Super Ooh. Mario Kart, the original Super Mario Kart, uh, Yoshi's Island. The list just died on me. There it is. Um, uh, F-Zero, uh, Kirby's Dream Course, uh, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, and Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. There's other Oof. ones in there that I'm sure people are like, why didn't you mention uh, that one? Well, I'm just trying to go over the ones yeah. that I played. Those those are, that's a that's a hot lineup of games right there. I played a lot of Super Metroid and Star Fox, especially the first thing that comes to mind. You said Star Fox. I hear <laughs> when the characters talk to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was what Flippy or yeah, that was Flippy. The... <laughs> God. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Mario and Sonic are doing the Olympics again. Uh, it, it ahead of the the Tokyo Olympics. So if you like those games, uh, there's more for you. Um, Damon X Machina is coming out with the prologue. That's that mech game uh, for any of you mech fans out there. It looks interesting, but uh, I have a lot on my plate right now. Um, one of the more interesting trailers: Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast coming to the Switch, <laughs> which. Hmm. Kind of blew my mind because this was produced by uh, LucasArts uh, back when LucasArts or back when, you know, Star Wars games were made and we didn't just get two of the exact same Star Wars game over the span of six years. Um, And EA owns LucasArts like I think they own their creative properties. So I kind of wonder if this is them trying to (laughs) ingratiate themselves more with the Star Wars community after releasing two really bad Battlefront games. Battlefront uh, games, yeah, but we'll see. Is this game available on Xbox and PS4? It might be. I mean, so the original uh, Jedi Knight series of games was on the Xbox. Hmm. Um, yeah, because I I own Jedi Knight three on my original Xbox, and then I had Jedi Knight two on on my PC. Um, yeah. They were a lot of fun, but like watching the trailer for this game, I'm like, oh man, this game is aged. <laughs> I remember it looked so cool when I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure like KOTOR is probably like, looks like trash now. Oh, I've gone back and replayed KOTOR and yeah, it's, it is. I still love it though. It's still a great sure. game. Oh yeah. yeah, it's such a good yeah, game. It, yeah. it is aged so, so poorly. <laughs> God, please, please, please EA, stop making bioware make these stupid games like anthem and please let them make a kotor god (laughs) a new kotor would go so far and and like just don't put microtransaction or don't put like loot box microtransaction shit in it and like huzzah the star wars fan base loves you again well i think unfortunately now that disney owns the property it's probably a lot harder for them to get clearance to to have freedom for that stuff because i think lucas was much more open to people just having creative liberties with this franchise i don't know if disney's going to feel that way yeah. yeah what are you gonna do uh and then the, the big announcement from the nintendo direct was uh xenoblade chronicles uh is being remastered it was a uh a 3ds game and it's now it looks pretty good like uh the remastering they did was it's fantastic 
uh, now it's going to be on the Switch. And I hear uh, really, really good things about the first uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. So if you haven't played it, and I don't know, maybe you enjoyed the second one, here's the first one. So uh, I wasn't really blown away by this Nintendo Direct, but it was like a lot of little, like a lot of good, little bits of good things. It wasn't like, oh my God, I have to have this, this one thing, but... Um, I was hoping for a little something for Fire Emblem, um, like a like a I, DLC type of thing. Well, because I I bought like the season pass or whatever, and it's supposed to get more story, and I think there's some other stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess that'll be later down the line. Yeah, I mean it did it did just come out. I was kind of hoping for more on the Breath of the Wild two thing. And yeah, we didn't get anything. I don't think this is the maybe it is. I I feel like that would be like a dedicated direct. Maybe not though. Eh, I mean it is one of their their flagship titles. So yeah, I can see that. Um other than that, I mean kind of excited for Return of the Oberdin. I might get that, but not till like way later when I finish the games I have. Um the Tokyo Mirage se- session looks interesting, but yeah, like you said Logan, I just I can't see myself uh getting involved in that game although the super nintendo thing i love the fact that like whenever i want i can just pick up a link to the past and and play it again even though i've played it like a zillion fucking times um it's it's nice to know that that we're gonna start getting some more of the snes library because as much as i love the nintendo library because you know they had the uh, nintendo emulator uh when uh switch online first dropped um I played Nintendo games, but not a whole lot because I was born in 1987. So, <laughs> so I, I didn't like my first console was an SNES. So I'm pretty excited. My first game was in was Super Mario Brothers, but like the first console I owned and, and the first games where I really felt like I knew what I was doing were uh, were SNES games. Yeah, it's interesting. Just two years. You're born two years later than me, but yeah, NES. I I feel like I had several years of NES before SNES came out. So you well, you were um, born in '85. That's the year that NES dropped. So yeah, I got I got an NES. I got an NES for my fifth birthday, um, and I played regular Mario and Mike Tyson's Punch Out pretty much exclusively for several years. L- little Jeff blowing on his cartridges. Yep. <laughs> 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 and trying not to spit in them because yeah, yeah. that was not good. <laughs> yeah, don't blow your cartridge. We've learned years later that that is not a good thing to do. <laughs> uh, okay, well, from um, console gaming, uh, let's move on to mobile gaming. Uh, if you haven't heard already, um, it probably means you're not much of a fan, but we're going to drive <laughs> the fandom into you, uh, whether you want it or not. Infuse that you with the sounded fandom. sounded really bad. Take two. We're going insert the fandom inside of you. <laughs> That's even worse. For fuck's sake, Jeff. <laughs> we're we're going to keep bringing the fandom to you until you take a bite. There you go. That's better. I like that one a lot better. Take that. Like that's like take four. But anyway, um, so uh, uh, Sif All Stars, uh, love or Love Live School Idol Festival All Stars, um is uh pretty close to release we can only assume uh because they recently previewed uh the cover song which is a song by awkward called uh kokoro magic a to z 
um, where they're in these like little Arabian outfits and stuff like that. Uh, so I, there's a lot of speculation uh, because that that CD drops. So I want to say next month, sometime in early October, um, that uh, that the game can't be too far behind. Yeah. Um. So uh, like, and if you you haven't seen it, it's uh, uh, I want to say the video is entirely in that kind of uh Sif All Stars uh animation, uh, which you know, one of the big draws of uh, All Stars is going to be uh that the um the songs that you're you know it's a rhythm game the songs that you are um playing you will see the girls you know doing the dances to the songs in the background which beforehand it was just like you were just tapping this uh, the screen to the song and um like they pop up on the screen if you wanted that it was distracting for me so i turned it off oh no it's actually fully animated oh kind of no it is kind of in the all-stars thing yeah uh, I actually really like the song, Jeff. I know you said you didn't you didn't really care for it upon first listening to it, um, but yeah, it's all right. It, it it just reminds me of um, I'm not sure if either of you guys have heard the um, Queen's album called uh, Jazz. Um, there's a song yeah. on there called Mustafa, where mm-hmm. uh, Freddie Mercury sings in a like almost combined like Arabic and Farsi type song. It's hmm. it's a really good song, but like that's what it kind of reminds me of almost and i just i like that kind of like persian style of music um okay because i'm weird like that (laughs) (laughs) um i really like the little uh the little video they released with it though and the costumes and everything i'm I'm excited to see that and uh you know the song again a lot of these songs kind of grow on me more as i listen to them more but yeah on first listen i was kind of lukewarm on it i guess i'm just wondering how they're gonna get the halo over icon's head (laughs) <laughs> because like in, in you know in like a live situation because like whenever they have like I, I guess they could put like a headband on her yeah it's gonna have to be a headband because like sometimes i'll attach it to her costume but uh they're not wearing a whole whole lot for her to attach to a costume so it would have to be a headband yeah that's a good point huh you know i'm kind of wondering thoughts. if they would ever do a like do this song in these outfits because like looking at them there's not a lot to the imagination and they don't usually they don't usually wear skimpy outfits like this on stage yeah i don't think they've ever i can't i can't recall ever seeing an outfit that was quite that skimpy or anywhere even near that skimpy really so no and even Uh, even in um god what was it uh the nijigasaki uh what do you call it the Blu-ray? Have you guys watched it at all? No. Oh, uh, we we watched it. Um, yeah, we watched a little uh, bit of it. Uh, Jeff. Eyes uh, outfit, I guess, probably the most skimpy, maybe. Yeah, but what I was gonna say was, um, uh, Miu uh, Kubato or uh, Miutan, mm. Miutan, whatever uh, her her nickname is. She's the one who does who who plays Karen, and they like they even made her like outfit. <laughs> way more conservative than than uh, that's true Kansas. i remember that yeah. now yeah yeah like, yeah that's just stands to reason i mean there's a certain decorum i think that real life idols uh, yeah have to be you know have to operate in so uh not all but but most yeah 
for you know music idols and yeah i guess truly you know you're you're right not all but for those of you who want to look up these outfits it was a uh, kokoro magic a to z mm. look those up uh and a you know real quick side note not really on the mobile gaming side but you know still in the love live sphere um they recently also announced uh that the, the uh sif arcade cabinet will be getting uh saint snow and the songs uh self-control and believe again so we have that to look forward to when we go over there hmm. uh, also um the fourth single for Aquas, uh, Mitaiken Horizon, will release uh, probably after this goes out. But in that case, it's already released. There we go. Covering our tracks. <laughs> well done, Carlos. Well done. <laughs> uh, further on like the Love Live side of things and in mobile gaming, a um, lot of crossovers recently. Um, Grand Blue Fantasy has gotten the Muse Girls uh, in its uh, story campaign, and Shadowverse got all of the girls uh, from Aquars, as well as a new theme song um, where Johanna is the center. <laughs> so, so these are both side games, right? Yeah, Grand Blue and uh, Shadowverse. So. Grand Blue is a mobile RPG, huge in Japan, uh, and Shadowverse, uh, of course, the. Uh, mobile card game that uh, we've dabbled in before um right now they have like a kind of a challenge quest thingy where if you can win x number of games with each girl you get like sleeves i'm gonna try but god i suck at that game <laughs> i suck so hard yeah. at that game um yeah but- it's gotten hard too I, I feel like you know i was playing pretty hardcore but the the meta has just gotten very demanding it seems like so but if you're if you're if you you know you don't want to get the card sleeves if you just want the girls you can have them as as masters like and you don't have to buy all of them at once even though i did because i'm a chump um you can get you know your bet your favorite girl um and they actually did record lines you know like when they uh when you play a card game you can uh say stuff like good game or sure whatever and and you know their their lines are very much in line with with their characters, so I was very very happy um, to have. If you're if you're a fan of Love Alive and you ever even think that you're going to play this game, now's the time to grab one of these girls, at least your favorite. I think uh, because you're not going to get another chance. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So. After after this is gone, like Shadowverse, they do the thing where it's like when it's gone, it's gone. So I mean, maybe they'll keep Love Live. It, it was. Maybe they'll keep them as masters, but they might not keep the sleeves. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, certain properties like Fate, for example, you know, that was I was disappointed when I faced off against Saber for the first time and realized that I would never have a chance of having Saber as a master. But um, yeah, but other ones like they've done crossovers with uh, with like Street Fighter and like the Street Fighter characters are still there. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I guess it probably depends on how they whatever the contract says. Yeah. Yeah. So crossover crazy. Are there are there any crossovers you guys can think of that you'd be interested in if Love Live made a crossover or if something crossed over into Sif? We're gonna talk a little more about Magi Record later probably, but man, it'd be kind of cool to see the Love Live girls as magical girls. That would be pretty cool. They'd have to get younger, <laughs> but yeah, that'd be cool. 
I wouldn't want them in Faco. <laughs> as much as I love them, I wouldn't want them there. It's a it's a a not as nice place. Yeah, hold on a second. Now that I think about it, I don't know if I want them in the the, <laughs> the Magia Record universe. That's a little dark. So yeah, maybe not that game. But Magical Girls would be cool. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing them in Review Starlight since that's a little less dark. Or honestly, I wouldn't mind crossovers between that and Bang Dream. Like have the mm. or have the the Love Live girls go over there, uh, on onto theirs, or maybe allow them to do covers, which I think would be pretty cool with full instruments. Um, that would be cool. Or uh, what do you call it? Uh, have the Bang Dream girls come to Love Live? That'd be pretty cool too. <laughs> this is literally a question that Jekyll Geek asked us. I don't know if you mentioned that or not, <laughs> but one of the questions in our podcast questions. Uh, Discord thread is there's a love life crossover OAV that you're giving creative control over. Who would you like to see some school idols interact with? Seems like that's funny. I, I yeah. didn't realize that we had that. Um, <laughs> the question, and I, I guess now that you're mentioning it, I, I did see that question, but yeah. Um, I mean, oh, it's man, not the same because it's not a game, but it's like pretty much the same thing, so might as well. I feel answer like that one I now. feel like I need to do better than if Jekyll Geek asked that question. I need to think of something, um. Man, how cool would it be to have like Love Live skins and one of your favorite RPGs or something? Uh, Love Live, um, yeah. <laughs> that immediately makes me think of like Counter Strike and having like Love Live skins for your your guns and Counter Strike. <laughs> that would be I. I'd play Counter Strike. Yeah. Like okay, Rainbow Six Siege, Counter Strike. If you guys like, start putting actual anime skins into your games. I'll, play, I'll fucking play the shit out of your games and I will spend so much on those fucking boxes. Even though uh, I, like loot boxes are... Mm. Anyway. Yeah. The, the sound it's the hard though because Love Live, like... so many games I play get so violent and you know, like I think like, man, Fire Emblem Love Live crossover, how cool would that be? But I don't uh-huh. want to, I don't want them to be hurt. I don't want to see them get hit with a freaking sword. Right. <laughs> so, well, they're so, tough. They can handle it. You gotta build them up. You gotta strengthen them. I don't. I don't want to see any scars on Anchan. Uh, oh, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't put that on. I know. Well, or, that would make her gonna... look like hard, right? The <laughs> scar across her face. Prison. Prison Anchan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were you? What were you, you, you going to say, Logan? Oh, I was going to make a dumb joke like when you shoot the guns in Counter Strike to make like a noise like Daya's gun says boo 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 boo. <laughs> oh God, that would that would get so annoying. Mario's just shiny every time you you fire it. When you um, when you reload Hanamaru's gun, it just says Zuda. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I loved, the thing that I loved about Counter Strike, though, is I totally did that back in the day when I first played it because it used to be just a Half Life mod, mm-hmm. and I I replaced the the sound files with things like that um, <laughs> for the guns and like like my AWP, um, the big the big uh, sniper rifle sniper rifle thing. Like I actually recorded sounds of myself making weird sounds. Oh, <laughs> It reminds me of a. Uh, there was a gun in Borderlands Two that whenever you fired it, it would just scream. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Like, it was super powerful, but it was so fucking yeah, annoying. It was so annoying. Yeah, uh, I made some pretty bad mistakes when I started replacing those sounds, though, because I, I think for like headshots, I also like recorded myself making like weird like ah! sounds. <laughs> And then when I'd get multiple headshots, it would be that layered over itself like 10 times. God. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, I, I miss that. I miss those days. 
<laughs> what, what was the question some, again? Uh, yeah, some crossovers that we would want. A crossover I would love uh, would be um, Girls Frontline and Love Live. I think that could be pretty interesting. Uh, they just did a crossover event in uh, Girls Frontline with a a visual novel called Valhalla, which is like a um, a bartending visual novel. Um, I didn't actually play the event, but uh, Eric got me like the main girl from the event, and she's like a she's a very interesting unit in the game because she doesn't attack at all. She purely buffs people with different drinks that you can give her. Hmm. Nice. Um, so I think, you know, seeing that kind of creativity in an event um, and for units lends itself well to crossovers where, you know, maybe the girls don't necessarily shoot guns, but they can do other things. Um, and I would love to see all the girls frontline girls as idols. So give me those outfits. <laughs> I have a good I have a good one. I okay. want a. Euro Truck Simulator crossover with Love Live. Um, excuse you? Where you're driving as the girl and you're delivering merchandise to fans. You know, there, like, so an official crossover <laughs> would be nice, but there are mods for Euro Truck Simulator where you can drive like just a giant Nico or like Honoka or whatever trailer, like a trailer with just like them on the side of it. You, you, <laughs> can, awesome. you can mod your, like, people do that. Um, That's awesome. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, but like the bigger games, like speaking of like a Euro Truck type, like uh, Elite Dangerous, uh, which is Euro Truck Simulator in space, although you can be like a space pirate or whatever. But like nine times out of 10, when I play that game, I'm just like, I'm a space trucker and I just kind of like deliver things from one spaceport to another while listening to podcasts. But yeah, that'd be kind of fun delivering to like an <laughs> idol concert or something. <laughs> I guess that would be more of a, what's it called? macross mm. like that would be more of like a macross crossover oh man but love yeah. live at there's, there's a bunch of x macross really good crossovers cool. that i'm sure the uh the good people at uh lantis and sunrise and all the other companies that have stake in love live are thinking up love live x gundam mm-hmm. no never <laughs> <laughs> the uh the Love Live or the, the you know Team Aqua Pilots, they all have their mm-hmm. own Gundams and they uh, save the world. I thought you didn't want to stick them in shows or stuff where they might get. Well, hurt. they would they would have overpowered Gundams that just they never I were see. hurt. I mean, they'd be okay. laughing and giggling inside of their uh, inside of their you know cockpits where they're just like, yeah, no one no one has a chance against us. Of course, there's always those people in Gundam, so it would perfect. It would be perfect. It would work. Yeah, I mean, I like. <laughs> Uh, I was looking at my anime the other day, or yesterday, um, and I remember that I have uh, Macross Delta, which is essentially idols in, I don't know if it's Mecha, I can't remember exactly. They're like Robotech Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's not unheard of that that kind of thing could happen. It would be an no, interesting they're crossover. they're not like Robotech Jets, they are Robotech yeah. Jets. And I think there is a mobile game for Macross as a franchise, but I don't think we have it over here. It's interesting that idols and mech have kind of gone together so well, much in I the mean, past. Macross kind of started started that. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the AKB 4 e is yes. mech too, right? So, uh, he, kind of, yes. Okay, I'm going to say yeah. yes. 
Yeah. So I guess Macross kind of. Lin Minway was like the first, like one of the first, if yeah. not the first idol in anime. I think she was the first in, in yeah. Macross. I have to rewatch Macross. That's probably my favorite um, Mac yeah. franchise. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's I, old. <laughs> do you remember Love It? It's fine. It's a fine movie, but I don't, I don't know if it holds up necessarily real well. Yeah, it's hard to go um, back and watch some of that stuff now. Yeah. One crossover that I think is relevant to us right now that I would love to see would be Love Live and Girls in Panzer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> I'm not sure if the girls can handle. Like, <laughs> I think the one girl who would be absolutely outside of her mind excited for it would be Yo. Yeah, you know, would like just uh, yeah. just for the uniforms. That's it. <laughs> but that would be. I mean, I could totally see them creating like an OVA where the girls in Panzer, you know, squad they go up against the Love Live, you know, squ- you know, squad. <laughs> it's just gaudy <laughs> but, tanks all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that would be a really, really fun episode if they did that crossover, though. Of course, you know. Aqua would have to win. Love, <laughs> Love Live X Contact Collection, where they're they they can't be perma lost. They're just a support unit. Mm, mm. It would require like fairies oh, on the planes or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking more like a like an OVA episode rather than in oh, the game yeah, yeah. itself. I feel uh, like the suicide rates would go up in Japan if they were you know perma lost was a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of anything yeah. else. Like, uh, like. I, I'm always, I, I never think, oh, that would be a good crossover. Like, it's like one of those things that just kind of happens. Like, yeah, Japan's like, hey, we're doing this crossover. I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't think of that. Well, that's a good idea. Cool. Let's do it. Please bring it here. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that's a fun discussion. Always a fun. You always want to see your favorite characters go into other, uh, you know. Other universes, depending on the universe they are. Yeah, I mean, it's uh-huh. the it's the whole like comic book uh, effect of like a multiverse where you're like, I wonder what would happen, and the comic book writers are like, "Fuck it, let's do it." Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's it's also kind uh, of fan fictiony, you know. It's yeah. like you want to see, I want to see how this character would interact with this character. Mm-hmm. Like, how would all of the Love Live girls do in Sword Art Online? Poorly. Poorly, <laughs> you think? Yeah. Uh. Who would be the one to like kind of like uh, I mean Umi is obviously the Oh uh, yeah. The oh, I guess she's like an archer. Ellie I'm just saying like who who would be able to like like pull their mental, you know, together to be like, all right, let's do this it's and Hanukkah. not or probably or, Ellie uh, in my mind. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, Ellie would be the one who's like, all right, this is fucked up, but I got to do this. Monica <laughs> always, you know, was kind of really ganky, but when it, when things got serious, she, you know, she pulled through. Except for that one time. Except for that one time. Well, I mean, like, that that was the end of season one. They had to have some kind of yeah. drama. Um, For Aquas, who would do the best in Sword Art and Aquas? Uh, Yoshiko. <laughs> no see she she i love i love Johanna, but she, she puts on a brave face but she's you know she's a coward at heart um <laughs> she she's she's a good girl she just she likes she'd, to pretend like she's hardcore it'd probably be yeah calm. she'd clearly be like a dark caster though but i guess in sword art there isn't a caster yeah so, yeah that wouldn't work 
It'd be better if they were in Alfheim online. Uh, what, what were you saying, Logan? Probably who? Oh, I said Kana would probably be the yeah the rock for that group. Mm. Maybe maybe um, Mari, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> she yo, she seems she's like the she's like the older sister. Uh, sometimes like when Yo was having her issues and stuff like that. So I don't know. She's kind of a wild card. She could she or she could either. Uh, be or not be the kind of the strength of the the group. Yeah. Okay. We're over our quota. Live. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Going back to mobile games. Uh. Toho. Uh. Recently announced that they will be having a mobile game as well. So. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. We're. I'm pretty excited. Uh. We're not really sure because like all they really announced or all they really showed was the. Uh. Video like a, a kind of video trailer just with the characters. Um, I didn't really show what it's going to be, but Toho is famous for being a bullet hell. Uh, a bullet hell with <laughs> not great art, but fantastic music. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that what this mobile game becomes is a bullet hell with great art and great music. <laughs> Yeah, like because the fan art for Toho is freaking amazing. Fantastic, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, we'll see. Like, the trailer looks great, but it's all it is is just like an animated like, hey, look at all these characters that you know if you've played the Toho games or have followed Toho in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm really curious because if it is a bullet hell, like what the monetization is going to be like on it. Um. Am I paying for characters? Because like, in Toho, Toho, like many other bullet hells, if you've ever played like what was something like some of the older ones, like 1942, um, like those old bullet hells, like each plane in that one has like a different shooting pattern and it, it, it changes. Um, Toho is similar um, in that aspect. And like I've only played a couple. My favorite was Imperishable Night, where like when you pushed a button, uh, they switch firing styles. So, yeah, I'm really, really curious if it's going to be a bullet hell. I hope it's not just going to be another mobile RPG because at this point I have enough of those. If it's yeah. like a bullet hell, I can just pick up and play like a level and then just put mm. down. I think that'd be amazing. Sure. Yeah. And they could totally do too. Like if they want to do like a gotcha for, you know, different characters, uh, that could probably work. That would be dangerous for my wallet because when Romelia Scarlet comes out, I would throw money at that game. Mm-hmm. And I, they would they would count on that because uh, yeah. so many people you know connect with certain characters and the designs and the fan art. It, that that game is such a weird anomaly for me when I look at how just beautiful the fan art is and how many cool designs there are on the characters. But then you look at the actual game, game art and it's well. The, so the game is like if you like bullet hells, the game is is fun. Um, but yeah, the art is just it's not great. The story is batshit fucking crazy and. Mm-hmm. Um, like the characters' powers in the storyline <laughs> make a whole lot of sense sometimes, but yeah, the music is outstanding for a game that looks that that doesn't look so great. So yeah, it's like it's really weird. Uh, I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping against hope that the uh the mobile game turns out to be uh just as much fun, just with better art. Um, but. We'll we'll see how that goes. 
so yeah, Toho mobile game. If you don't know what Toho is, just just type in Toho on Google, and I I swear you're gonna get so much artwork, and you're yeah. like, this is beautiful. This game must be great. And then you're yeah. gonna you're gonna download like one of the games, and you're gonna be like, what? How did these characters get this artwork? <laughs> yeah, no, it's really weird. <laughs> um, for a game I've been playing probably far too much, and I guess playing is a strong word because the reason that I'm able to play this game as deeply as I am is because of the auto battle feature, which I know it's not unique to Malgia Record, but um, it's allowed me to dive into this game a lot deeper. But uh, Magia Record has... Uh, probably what most people consider the best character period in the game being released soon. Uh, at least that seems to be the rumor in, in Tart. Interesting thing about that is from what things look like, they're going to rename her to Dark. <laughs> D-A-R-C. Oh, that's not good. Um, which, yeah, I'm not sure the reason on that, especially considering that she comes from a manga that her name is Tart, and Carlos, you've read that manga, yeah, so you may the, be the able to explain. In English, I have it on my shelf right now. <laughs> yeah, that would be bizarre. Um, from reading the Reddit, that someone—I don't know where they even got the news—kind of released that the event was coming. Uh, but they, the the news release had Tart's name as Dark and Riz as Liz, which Riz and Liz makes a little more sense, sure. but. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of up in arms about that, especially considering she's a really beloved character. It's a, it's a show that, or it's a manga that, um, is probably one of the more that I've in talking to people, one of the more popular and loved kind of spinoffs of the Madoka Magica series. Yeah. I would actually love yeah. a, a, an anime based on Tart Magica. I mm -hmm. mean, so Tart is essentially she's Joan of Arc, right? Mm -hmm. So I wonder if it's like Joan d'Arc is, I don't know, maybe that's just like a nickname that they did for her. I don't know that. Apparently story-wise, there is a reason that she's called Tart. Um, yeah. It, it's a nickname Cubay, I guess, is decided on for her. Okay. Well, maybe and her name is, is actually d'Arc and they just call her Tart. I don't know. Well, I don't know how much of a spoiler it is, but apparently her handwriting is bad and it was misread as Tart. <laughs> When ah, she see, wrote her name. And well, so... I mean, she's a French peasant, so... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising um, she could write at all, but... But, yeah, it is canon that her name is Tart. So if they're changing her name to Dark, I think a lot of people are pretty up in arms about that. Uh, rumors... Ha the, the things that I was reading about it was that it's it's like a... It's a slang term for someone who's promiscuous. Yeah, and they didn't well, that's like a, like a turn of the century, like turn of the last century, I should say. Like, Carlos, you're such a tart. <laughs> it's like by that token, they could have they could have decided not to call her that because it's also a pastry. Like, right, oh right. my god, yeah. <laughs> How am I going to differentiate this wonderful magical girl from my pop tart breakfast or my promiscuous <laughs> friends? Oh, oh no! <laughs> or my promiscuous pastry. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Pop-Tarts, why? <laughs> There's a, those stupid-ass commercials where the Pop-Tarts have, like, human faces and, the, like, uh -huh. the human kids are trying to eat them. I'm like, you know, that's technically murder, so those <laughs> things are sentient, right? <laughs> oh, it's so you know, bad. I don't worry about that. <laughs> um, as long as they but, taste good. 
<laughs> yeah. So for those of you playing or interested in playing Mage Record, apparently within the next week or two, the what most people consider the best magical girl in that game up to JP releases being released, and she's really cool. So uh, might not be a bad time to start playing that game and trying to roll for her. Yeah, I'm going to roll for her, even though, like I said, I feel like I'm so far behind in that game. I really do need to yeah. sit down with you, Jeff, and you need to teach me what the fuck everything is in that game because I'm just so yeah, far behind. I don't. I'd be happy to do that. I'm actually, I was talking to you guys about it before the cast, but I'm strongly considering trying to set up some kind of casting and maybe making some some video content for Magia Record just because I have enjoyed the game a lot. It's another example of a game that allows me to flex my kind of, what I like to set up as kind of like tactical muscles mm. <laughs> where I can kind of put together little teams and stuff like that. Get, so get the new fire emblem game. Yeah, I know. I know I need to. Yeah. And then, but I, and then get a capture card and then start making videos on like your fire emblem strategies. I think that'd be pretty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That would be fun. Actually, that might be fun to kind of just go through the story and, and kind of cast that um, from the beginning. So, but anyway, yeah, that that's I would love to I would love to definitely kind of talk you through that. The other thing though to consider the thing about Magia Record is I'm actually considering not rolling on her because from what I found in this latest PVP thing, it's actually not so much that you have the girl, it's that you have the girl in multiple copies because in Fate Go you get higher level what's their what what's the Oh, noble phantasm. Noble phantasms. In this game you get more memoria slots which are huge like they're almost more important than the character that they're on. So, <laughs> no, see, I don't, I don't care about people. I just want the character because I love the character. Yeah. Yeah. Collections. Like I've, so. I've actually started rereading Magia or Tart Magica recently. Yeah. So depends, I guess, on what's important to you. Whether you, uh, you know, are just going for one copy or if you want more copies. But yeah. Anyway, I think I've got enough for seven rolls or seven ten rolls. How much cool. is it per roll again? It's 250. Oh, okay. I'll have to see how much oh, I have. Oh, but the shop reset, so I think I can buy another. Yeah. Eh, we'll see. We'll see how many I can get. Uh, yeah, nice thing about Magia Record is you do get that pity roll. Uh, every 100 rolls, you are guaranteed a four star. So that's a game changer compared to other games that I've played. Yeah. But. Tart's coming out. Hopefully she's not called Dark because that would piss me off. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that's it for our new segments. Um, did we want to go over any more questions? Let's take a look, see if there are any maybe yeah. quick ones here. Podcast questions. Um, and real quick before we, we start up those, um, if you're interested in uh, discussing any of the stuff that... Uh, we went through today uh please jump on our uh, podcast discussions uh channel uh or you can jump on podcast questions and ask us a question to maybe emphasize or go back over something we talked about in mongrox closing down funimation's release the recent nintendo direct or um the mobile gaming stuff or any of the love live stuff we talked about so yeah we'll we'll, we'll get all that information uh to you how you can contact us uh, at the end of the podcast I actually played a fighting game with Full Metal the other night. Nice. Which oh, one did really? you play? <laughs> Skullgirls. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, seemed like the seemed like the obvious first choice since it's easy and uh, not easy to play, but easy to download. Uh, 
cheap and was fun. I'm I'm considering getting back into KOF. Um, KOF 14 threw me off because it was ugly. <laughs> it wasn't. It it was a really bad looking fighting game. Um, it wasn't a bad fighting game. I just I didn't like the look of it. Um, so I mean maybe I'll jump in with them when KOF 15 comes out. Hopefully it doesn't look as bad. <laughs> or maybe I'll just download uh, KOF 13. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries, no worries. I think we should hold off on the questions. Just dedicate a, a cast to them because okay. I think all the questions here are worth more than a quick answer. Um, but well, yeah. if you're interested in um, then if you're interested in in getting a question in, uh, we might be doing a podcast question sometime in the near future. So sure, uh, go ahead and and uh, throw us your question, and we might get to it. Although. Thinking about the release schedule, maybe not. Eh, I mean, we could always record one and then just release it later. So, right, right. Getting well, your questions in will never be yeah, a bad thing. For sure, for sure. Here's a little so. teaser for you, Phil. I still am a chuny. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Given, given your track record on on our TNT playstations, yeah, I could see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just had I just had to wipe my own blood on my it was the first opportunity oh, I was for bleeding. Fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. I had to make my face bloody. I just watched Alita Battle Angel the night before. It was it was if wonderful. If you would like to join our Discord <laughs> and talk to a chuny like Jeff, you can find us on our various social medias. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade. We're on Twitter at Twitter. Uh, anime underscore arcade uh, we are on uh, Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade um, our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com our website is animearcade.net um, come spread blood on your face like Jeff Step, please, yes. please join do us. not do that Okay. The funny, the funny thing games. is how different it was because I, I, you would think when you spread blood in your face, you're about to be a really badass, and I just made friends. You're a, you're, <laughs> you're a mage. You're a mage. You're, Nobody thinks a mage with blood on his face is badass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just ask if you're hurt. Yes. the mage does. That's what's important. Please, I see. I see. Please come on our Discord. Uh, go ahead and ask us questions, or, or maybe if you're interested in giving your uh, quote-unquote hot take. Um, on any of the you know things we discussed, or any of the things we discuss on a regular basis in the uh, usually in the general chat channel, uh, yeah, you're you're welcome to come and and speak at us or speak at our community and become part of our community. So please, yeah, do. yeah we've had some new people join in the last week or two that uh, have been very active and welcome, guys. Yeah, or girls. I, I don't know your gender, but welcome. <laughs> welcome all. We appreciate you being here. Um, but I think until next time, that's going to do it. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the news. And uh, we'll catch you later. See you guys next time. Until next time. Peace.
I watched uh, Penguin Highway the other night. Oh, nice. How'd you like it? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. Yeah, the, the ending's good. a little weird. Yeah. Um, I I just love it because they're like I remember when I first when I when I first saw the movie and like in the first opening bits of dialogue I'm like oh this is Phil as a child. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, he's not completed. He's just great. <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, that movie Alita, which I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I didn't realize uh-huh. that that was actually a manga series. Yeah, yeah. The movie was really good. Huh. I'm, I loved I'm it. not crazy about the like the design and like the CG in that movie, but I hear I hear good things. Yeah, no, I, the, the design agreed. I think it was a little off putting when I saw the trailer, but it it's another one of those things you just you don't really think about it much after you start watching it. So sure, they love it in Japan, so. I'm curious. I, I, it has that old style of art. Um, I did look at some of the some of the art from the manga, and it makes me kind yeah, of want to pick it up. I think it's from the '80s, right, or something like that. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it was. It was definitely old school. It reminded me of like '80s and '90s art. You know, the really pointy noses and the big eyelashes. Who that was uh, started in '90? Who did that one? Guillermo, Guillermo oh. del Toro did the movie. Was that? Uh, don't know. Let's see. Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Racist. He just thought because he had a Spanish name that it was Gil. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're okay. Was okay. You're, you're allowed to do that because you're Mexican. Oh, am I? Right? <laughs> Robert, Robert Rodriguez is, is is equally surprising though. He was the like he's kind of like the, I mean, kind of weird to say it this way. But he's kind of like the Hispanic uh, version of quentin tarantino like hmm. robert rodriguez did uh from dusk till dawn the crazy movie about a about a mexican bar that's uh full of vampires i mean huh. just like I'll, interesting some some really good movies but like I, I i didn't expect him to do a manga that's crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> that's nice it was, it was it was kind of nice because i feel like movies releases lately the, at least the big ones have been just remakes of stuff so um, it was nice to see a story. I guess technically it is kind of a, not a remake, but an adaptation. Um, it was nice to see something different. Yeah. Anyway. And then, uh, yeah. Then last night, uh, for anime night, we watched, uh, my roommate is a cat. Mm. My roommate is a cat. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, did, did you, yeah. did you finish the whole thing? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that, I actually really love that show. Yeah. Not actually adorable. Yeah. I'm actually so caught up on anime right now, more so than <laughs> I've been, that I can remember. Like, to the point where I'm, I'm excited about a couple of the shows I'm watching, and I'm checking, because I don't know when they release, but I'm checking, like, every day on the Funimation app to see if they've come out. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, RF or Etha's one, which I'm surprisingly enjoying a lot. Uh, Dr. Stone and... Shoot, what's the other one? Demon Slayer. Uh, Demon Slayer, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fire Force, I'm almost caught up on, and I think I found my best girl on that show in the last episode. I'm not um, caught up on that show, so. Yeah, I think I think you may know from the manga the girl that has like the fire cat ear. Oh yeah, yeah, cat yeah, ears. yeah, yeah. She's really cute. <laughs> um, I mean, she's in like she's in like one of the first episodes of the show too. 
you know, I thought she looked familiar, but it'd been so long since I'd seen the first episode oh, that she, I couldn't she, remember. She doesn't really come about until after the, um, uh, like they, they have the first, uh, like, I think it's the second episode. They have the, the, like the tournament episode kind of like thing, like the oh, mini yeah. tournament episode. Um, mm-hmm. and she's in that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Tamaki. Tamaki. Tamaki, yeah, that's her name. She's Thank you. with the, I will not forget that her, now. Her, the... her power is kind of weird, but her. Her secondary power is is even weirder. So <laughs> the, the the show's kind of Fire Force has kind of caught me off guard a couple times with some of the etchy stuff. I didn't expect it to be that kind of show, but there's been a couple scenes that have um, you know, like accidental boob grab type scenes that well, that's, have that's, caught me off guard. That's Tamaki's secondary power. <laughs> is the is it's I think it's called like she calls it like her lucky lecher like power or whatever. Where like she winds up in these like really precarious situations around men when she's trying to act tough or whatever. Oh, um, that's funny. Okay, that yeah, makes sense because like, she's been the did they not, recipient have they of not those. Expe- did they not explain that? They explain it in the manga, or she explains um, it in the manga. Oh um, yeah, but she hasn't had a lot of like personal time. She's been more of a side character up to this point. This so. is also like by the same guy who does Soul Eater, and like Soul Eater had some fairly etchy moments with the uh the oh the, the cat the cat yeah you know, cat woman i don't know which i don't remember what her name yeah. was that's right yeah. and you know what in soul leader it felt the same way because the storyline just did not feel appropriate to have those type of moments but and those are the kind of shows that throw me off the most because i'll think like okay this is totally safe to watch with the family and then there's like a scene <laughs> like that you know that yeah so it it that's actually the worst kind of etchy for me because I, I don't mind it when it's just a show that you know what you're getting, but that when those things catch me off guard, um, at least when you're in a house with a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't have to worry about it's, that. It's hard to explain to people why your cartoon characters are touching each other. Oh, hell, Logan's in a house with a, with a bunch of people and he didn't have to worry about that either. Well, yeah, there are other anime fans. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's non-anime fans. See, that can be awkward. <laughs> and they always walk into the room at that time. Yep. Too. The shower scene, yeah. Yeah, that is the one time you walk into the room in the last three hours. Each episode, specifically when they're putting on sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that kind of thing, yeah. Absolutely. I know what you're talking about. All right, so are we ready to do the intro? Yeah, let's do it.